Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman. Joining me tonight, Miss Wendy Thomas. She's back in the house. We have a bunch of stuff to get to. Your LA Galaxy are just days, minutes, hours away from starting the 2018 season. All the preseason stuff we can basically toss away in terms of results, and now we can actually see what the Galaxy would do in, that, in, in, a, in a competitive game. This is coming up. This is happening. These are things that we all have to deal with this particular week. I know the Galaxy are holding events as we're recording, getting ready to kick off this season, so that's exciting. Uh, still a Friday, a Saturday, and then Sunday, LA Galaxy versus the Portland Timbers. We're going to talk about that game here coming up at the end. Also on the show, very special guest. We're going to be joined by Mr. Perry Kitchen in an interview that I recorded on Tuesday. So uh, definitely wait to hear that. Perry was great, so we're going to have that. Uh, and then, like I said, uh, just a lot of lot of fun stuff to get to. But before we get to anything, let's welcome back somebody to the show. Somebody, there were rumors that I kicked her off the show because I didn't like her. All these crazy things that were said about these, this particular event. It was just because of a computer. That was it. We were just waiting. Wendy, thanks. Welcome back. Well, hey, Josh. How are you? I am doing excellent. And yourself? I'm doing really, really well. I'm recovering from a cold, but I think, as uh, my boyfriend said, he says he thinks it makes me sound sexy ah. because the scratchy, throaty voice, if you're enjoying it, it's due to congestion. Yes, yes. That's actually, you know what? I sound sexy whenever I have a cold, too. Unfortunately, Josh, you always sound sexy. That is, that is the bass that I, like, jack up. <laughs> I just jack that bass up, and that's how I can I can make myself sound sexy. For you, I, I cut that bass out. I cut you There's, you you're there. You got it. <laughs> you never not sound sexy. Yeah, yeah. Uh huh. That's that's because I get to do the audio recording. That's how. That's mm. that's why. So uh, absolutely. Well, we're glad that you're you're back. Um, this gives us a great opportunity, an amazing opportunity. To, to go back over some of this off-season stuff that we've been through. And and by God, Wendy, there's been a ton of things that have happened for the LA Galaxy, a ton of new players. Ten new players right now, as we're talking, um, are on the team. In fact, if you called, uh, you know, Justin Von Stieg, who we're going to talk about, that's, that's 11. There's a possibility of having three more that were players that were not with the Galaxy on this roster. Uh, a huge amount of turnover. Where, where do you feel on all this? There has been a phenomenal turnover, and it actually, to me, is reminiscent of Ziggy Smith's previous tenure with the Seattle Sounders. As you recall, Ziggy had a very successful career as a coach. He coached the Columbus crew. He coached Robbie Rogers, in fact. Very successful record. He was hired by the Sounders, and they were in a really bad place at the time that he came in, and he got rid of a huge portion of the team. I mean, he cut bodies left and right like it was going out of style and in a way this almost seems to me to be like a classic ziggy thing to do which is just when you come into a team and it is completely dysfunctional you find the areas of dysfunction and you show no mercy well i mean there's another part to this and i agree by the way that, that there's something you got to cut the rotten out of the apple right i mean that's that's part of the thing the other thing here is that you absolutely absolutely need to have your own guys too. I mean, we talked about how upset some players were with Siggy Schmidt last year towards oh, yeah. the end of the season. So we saw that. 
Um, so, you know, clearly Siggy wanted to have people for Siggy. Uh, yeah, you know that. Zig, yeah, go ahead. Zig, Ziggy has a very different coaching style and a very different demeanor than Bruce Arena. I don't know anything about Kurt Anolfo's relationship with. I mean, I know some about what Kurt Anolfo's relationship was the players, but I do know that Ziggy is a very different type of coach to play for. He has at times had um, not hostile, but you know, people have ambivalent feelings about him as a coach. Some people love him. Some people do not love him. I think that he's maybe a little bit more rigorous in terms of training. And so, you know, he might be more of a disciplinarian than the LA Galaxy players were accustomed to. Right. Right. Very well could. Well, I mean, so so you look at all these players they brought in, and we're going to go over again, and I didn't know everybody knows these, but it's it's good that we we recap this once more just to put us all in the mind of you know what happened in this offseason because it's been mm. busy it's been it's been long um you know there's been tons of moves but i want to go back now because i have the ability to do so uh i want to go back and i want to talk just a little bit about the team that was that was at the end of 2016 moving into 2017 so i i did some research had some things here but these are the guys who left the team at the end of 2016 you had steven gerrard leave you had robbie Keane leave by the way not sad about either of those whenever those happened and and still not necessarily sad it was probably time to move on from robbie Keane. that's fine we'll continue landon donovan left leonardo alan gordon jeff lorunowitz mike mcgee oscar sorto and of course aj delagarza getting traded to to houston that is what the off season looked like last year um and that then they brought in players like hugo ariano jermaine jones joao pedro roman allison drini and Bradley Diallo down up from uh, USL. So, I mean, you look at what the offseason was this year, Wendy, and you look at what the offseason was last year, and they signed a whole bunch of LA Galaxy. Two guys, we know that. Uh, you had guys like Jack McBean and Jose Villarreal and Jaime Villarreal, and, and they were really trying to look at, go, at going young here. You look at all those things and what they did in, 20, in that 2016-2017 offseason, and then 2017 goes awry. Do you feel better about where you are right now than you did before 2017, last season? So I do. Um, I can't speak for other Ally Galaxy fans. I do. But I also, at that time when we were going into the 2017 season, I had a lot of um, reservations with respect to the organization and people who are in charge. Whereas regardless of what people's opinion is of Ziggy Schmidt, uh, he has a phenomenal record, and I generally am someone who believes in a merit-based uh, system that people should be promoted based on achievement and record, regardless of whether you like them, don't like them, etc. So I'm more comfortable going into a season knowing that it's being helmed by a coach who could still fail because you can always fail. But in, from my perspective, it is at least gratifying in some respect that the person who is in charge, I know, is capable of coaching a winning team. Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. Now, the the whole thing that we really look at here is Siggy Schmidt in his last thirty four games has a, has a horrible, horrendous record. Uh, right. Obviously, he he had he he got fired from Seattle, or or they decided to mutually separate. All right, you know how that goes. 
Um, he had a whole bunch of losses there. He leaves. Seattle goes on a run, eventually wins MLS Cup. Um, we know that story. Uh, he comes into the LA Galaxy, takes over for Cardinalfo. The team nosedives again um, and finishes out. Now, whether or not you want to blame Siggy for that, he, I would say he definitely had an influence on it. Whether or not he was already looking towards 2018, which is what I feel he was doing. Um, if When you look at that, he's not had a good record. So you're right. I mean, there's a very good possibility right now that the Galaxy still aren't a great team. But the moves that they made, Wendy, over this offseason, the players they brought in, the attempts to address the, the issues they've had all seem to have, at least in my opinion... Uh, done what they were supposed to do, or at least they tried to do. They certainly tried to fill holes. The they Galaxy try, yeah. the Galaxy aren't starting with Rafa Garcia at right back <clears throat> this year. No, that is a vast, vast improvement. No, I mean, it's clear that, the, that there was a concerted and thoughtful effort with respect to addressing some of the problems that were evident at the end of last season. I don't know whether he will have been able to remediate all the problems. Right. Um, but I can look at some of the moves. I mean, when anytime you go in, I mean, we have 10, essentially half the team is brand spanking new. Yep. I figure it's probably going to be a mixed bag. There's going to be, I know, I myself know that a couple of the players we brought in, I'm definitely happy about. Mm -hmm. I am completely excited to have them on the LA Galaxy. A few I haven't seen enough from to know how I'm going to feel, I'm interested to know more. And then there's a couple where I'm concerned. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, tell me, who are you happy with? Let's start mm. with the happy. Okay. The best pickup in the LA Galaxy offseason by a mile is Perry Kitchen. Oh, yes. He, he has, I saw, I've seen every preseason game, went in person to every preseason game. He is a destroyer. He is a he is not a defensive midfielder in the tradition of Kyle Beckerman or Dunga. He is a defensive midfielder in the tradition of Roy Keane. He is such a battle axe to have in front of the back four. And I think that he is going to be pivotal because I do have some concerns with respect to the center back position. And so I'm so happy we got Perry Kitchen. I think it was a dynamite signing. I want him starting every game. I think that's 100%. A-plus move. Well, and at 25 years old, he's going to be considered one of the veterans on this team, strangely enough. Uh, but with the amount of appearances he's had and, and the places that he's played, he most definitely is a veteran on this team. And that's good leadership and a good position there. That is a perfect place. Nigel de Jong, uh, you know, I, I made a joke. I said that Perry Kitchen is the white Nigel de Jong. Um, <laughs> and, and I think that that, that, I feel like that's still true. I feel like he is going to be a destroyer. I feel like he's smart enough to know when to break up plays. The guy's going to take a ton of yellow cards. You're going to have to play some games without him, Wendy, because he's going to get yellow cards, but he's smart about how he gets yellow cards when he gets them, how he gets them, and in the preseason and things I've seen so far, that has been an absolutely wonderful pickup for Siggy Schmidt to go out and grab. Yes, yeah, so he has been my favorite pickup based on what I've seen. Now, other pickups that I like, that I'm interested in, and who I'm like, ooh, maybe I can get some more. So, now, Rolf Felcher, correct? Yes, Felcher, correct. Although okay. although the LA Galaxy have trouble sped, spelling his last name two no. games in a row, it's been Fletcher. But we're gonna oh, they're gonna work I was on gonna that. Ask about that. And like, is this a gag? Is he trying to make a little game out of this? Because his T-shirt, his his jersey is always spelled 
wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, um, as as he told me, and I think I relayed this to everybody on the podcast on Monday night, but I'll, I'll say it again. As he told me whenever I asked him, he was sitting in his locker when we were, we were BSing after the game. We, we hadn't requested to talk to him, so he was just sitting around. The reporters weren't doing anything, and somebody somebody said something to him, so we started talking, and I said, hey, hey, Rolf, I go, is there a reason that I can't spell your last name right? He goes, he <laughs> goes, I keep telling them, more Rolf, less Felcher, right? And I'm like, I'm like, oh, so you just want Rolf on the back? He's like, yeah. Just Rolf. More Rolf, less Felcher. If that's not a corner of the galaxy, like, button coming up soon, more Rolf, less Felcher, I'll, I'll talk to him about it. We'll see if we can get that one done. I, I call him Top Knot because he <laughs> likes to wear his hair in a bun. Yes. Much the same way that I do when I roll out of bed and go to yoga. You wrap up your hair in a bun, Top Knot style, and you go to your yoga class. And Rolf looks like he just rolled out of yoga and he's wearing his hair in a top knot. So I call him top knot. I will tell you this. Have you seen him with his hair down? I'm sure it's gorgeous. He when, has some spectacular hair. I was going to say, Wendy, I think your hair is wonderful, but Rolf Felcher's mane is is spectacular. Oh, what what a spectacular hurts. head of hair he has. Hey, I'm losing mine, so I'm very guilty <laughs> of Mr. Mr. Rolf Felcher over there and, and the Felcher show. He No, I, I do think that he has a fabulous mane of hair. Not that dissimilar from my own. We both sort of have some crazy, curly, sun-bleached locks. I, maybe he and I should talk about hair care. I don't know. It, it might be a thing. It might be a thing. Anyway, yes, so, continue. So, um, obviously, this doesn't count as a new, you know, someone new. But Leget pot- potentially is back and will be starting in, you know, a the month. near future, right, to a play month. 90 minutes? Yeah, right? a month. Give them, give them a little while to, to settle in. I, I know they're being super cautious with them, which they should. There's no rush. Ema's playing that position very well in the in the, in his stead. Now, granted, whenever Ema's able to be a bench player, he's going to be really effective. So I, I'm excited to see that as well. But yeah, Sebastian Lejet will start by coming off the bench on this team and will probably be replacing guys in the middle. Maybe somebody like Jonathan Dos Santos, or he could also replace uh, Roman Alessandrini, or he can replace you know a forward. He can he, they can slot him anywhere, and it's very versatile on that sub role with Sebastian Lejet. He could also obviously come in for Boateng, but eventually that's going to flip flop. Right. Now, I'm also happy about Kamara. I think Kamara was a really good pickup. He is a proven goal scorer in MLS. He, he'll he probably be pretty reliable as a striker. Um, we've had some problems in that area. Definitely last year, scoring goals and giving up goals were, were, were both problems. So I'm, I'm glad we have someone in the striker position who at least has a reliable track record. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it is. It is nice to see that again. Um, not too worried about the fact that he's hasn't scored. I don't know. Hasn't scored as many goals as I'd like. I just think because of the chances have been there and there have been some misses that you're sort of like, Hey, there should probably be more goals. But the fact they were getting chances is a positive sign. I'm not going to freak out about that yet. Not yet. No. Okay. Now I'm, there's some question marks in my mind, which is I, I want, I'd, I'd like to see more. I'd like to know more. I'd like to have more opportunities to get a look at this player. I think that, um, Hillard Ar- Arse. Hilliard Arce. Oh, gosh. He's Costa Rican. Hilliard Arce Mm -hmm. from Stanford. Yep. I'm I'm interested. Uh, He's, you know, he's young, but down the road, he could prove to be a good pickup, I think. There was, there was a really good question we got on the last podcast, which is, who's going to get more minutes? Is it going to be Siani Stares or Hilliard Arce? And uh, if you're betting money at Vegas, you take the Hilliard Arce play right now, because I think by the end of the year, he could be a starter, and he could be starting over Stares and Siani, and he could be slotting right next to Shelvik. That could happen. 
Um, but we'll see how he progresses. I mean, this is going to be the kid's first professional year. Unfortunately, getting him out of college, they're not used to the grind of playing 34 games. So expecting him to be 34 game ready, 22 years old, straight out of college is a little much to ask. Um, so let him get used to it and you don't have to put him in. I know uh, there's a lot of people who are saying that you need to start Hilliard Arce. You don't because right now I'd probably put him on par with Siani or Starez, but his upside is so much higher that I expect that as this season goes on, his ceiling is going to climb and he's going to get better. Yeah. We, I mean, we really don't know until they have to play, you know, back to back games, flying one week, going across the country, coming back in heat. But yeah, I got a question from the guys at the Total Soccer Show, which is another podcast about soccer. It's very popular about whether I thought Hillard Arse could potentially start on Sunday. And I said, honestly, I doubt it. Don't think that's going to happen because I think it's more likely to be Stairs or Siani. Yeah. Um, be- because he's he's young and untested. But, you know, as an unknown quantity, given, yes, we don't know what's, he's gonna whether he's going to bear fruit. But interesting prospect, No. Yeah, he he is. He's super. I mean, it, listen. They went out and got the number one pick for a reason, um, or the you know the the number two overall pick in the first round. Um, they went out and got him for a reason. He is that good. Uh, we'll see if he can end up staying that good, um, and we'll see sort of how that goes. I'm going to try to get a call in here, and I haven't done this oh. in so long. We'll see if I can actually make this happen. All right, All right five six two. Who's this? Hey, uh, hey, Josh. It's Christian uh, from uh, Whittier. Hey, Christian. Thanks for calling in, buddy. What do you got? How's it going? I, um, are we still on Heliard Arce? I know we're, so I know that's kind of like on, we're on defense right now. Yeah, we're talking defense, um, but I was, I, what do you got? Okay, well, um, so I know that like, uh, uh, what's his name, Asiani and uh, Stairs are looking pretty rusty right now. Um, uh, that kind of makes me kind of maybe we should, is it possible we could bring in another center back? And at the same time, I'm seeing that uh, there are rumors coming out that Omar Gonzalez is looking to leave Pachuca and come back to MLS. What do you think are the, like, what do you think the probability is that he comes back to the Galaxy, or do you even think the Galaxy should even try to sign him to solidify that center back position? Yeah, in my opinion, they already have a ton of center backs, Christian. Um, you're looking at Hilliard Arce, Steris, Siani, Shelvik, Romney can play there, uh, Ariano can play there. Clementa can play there. So you're looking at a position that they probably have sufficient enough depth in there. Now, if you're going to clean out some guys, if you're going to clean out one or two, if you're going to clean like out a Siani. guy like Siani, yeah. I mean, if you go out and clean out mm-hmm. Siani, you can, might be able to move Omar Gonzalez in, but how much does Omar want to make? He's probably going to be a TAM player. I think the Galaxy are probably strapped on the TAM side right now. Um, or maybe they're not. I mean, maybe it is something that they, that they should perhaps look at. I'll just tell you that right now with the, with the depth that they have at center back, I would be surprised mm-hmm. if they tried to make a move for Omar Gonzalez. Wendy, do you have anything on that? Yeah, I mean, I think that the LA Galaxy would have Omar Gonzalez's rights. As you know, when the player returns, I think that usually the, the team that they left can, re- retains their rights. So those would be valuable, whether the LA Galaxy wants to have him back or wants to trade those rights for something of value. Uh, that's one question. Um, Omar Gonzalez suffered an injury when he was playing for Pachuca. I don't we would obviously want to evaluate the severity of that injury before deciding, as you know, he had had, Omar's had a couple of injuries over the course of his career, but he would definitely be a huge step up from either Tiani or Stairs. But 
I don't see how our budget could possibly afford him right now. Yeah, it would, it would be a little bit of a stretch there, Christian. Yeah. The, the other thing that I would say, Wendy, with the it, it being they transferred Omar Gonzalez and there was a transfer fee paid, uh, they, they don't have his rights no anymore. Right. Oh, yeah. darn. Yeah, I know. That would be nice. If, if his contract nice. just ex- expanded, then he could go away. But yeah, I mean, you realistically, Christian, you could just dump Siani. I don't think that's enough money. I don't think you can pay Omar Gonzalez $620,000 coming from Pachuca. I don't think... Even- yeah, even if even if he even well, uh, I I think an article said he he'd be uh, willing to take a pay cut from I don't know does that maybe kind of play into it as yeah. well and yeah. yeah I know we don't have his rights anymore so yeah I mean you, listen um, uh, maybe, he he would also be a U.S. men's national team player he may be actually subject to allocation but the Galaxy still are mm. still have a high pick in allocation so I mean they're lined up for it if it's possible but right now I'm not feeling it I don't think it's gonna happen all right. For sure, for sure. Awesome, yeah, Christian. Take on it. Hey, thanks, buddy. We appreciate the all call, right, all right? All right, for sure. No problem. You guys have a great night, okay? All right, there we go. There's Bye. Christian. I know you like his name. so, so I do that, like that his was, name. That was good. All right. Uh, if you want to get in and call, you can as well. Uh, 714, or excuse me, that's not the right number. That's another number in my head that I don't need to give out. Uh, 949-734-4217. 949-734-4217 if you want to give us a call. But no, I mean, so here's the weak spots that I'm, I'm just going to point out the weak spots in the LA yeah. Galaxy. Uh, there's no depth at striker, so if Kamara goes down, that's something that you have to worry about. Siggy Schmidt says he's actively trying to plug that hole. Maybe it's something they look at during summer. Maybe that's Zlatan Ibrahimovic. I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you. I really have no idea what they're talking about. Um, the other places, they're they're weak at right back. Uh, I'm not sold on Felcher. Just I think Wendy is as you're not. Um, he hasn't shown me that he is quick enough, fast enough to be able to do uh, to be able to play in Major League Soccer. He's he, better than Rafa Garcia, though. He is, but I mean, you know, you're you're borderline better than Rafa Garcia at right back as well, Wendy. All right. I'm, so, I'm, I don't have one hundredth of the fitness yeah. of Rafa Garcia. <laughs> that's, o- that's okay, though. Here, let's see if we can uh, get a hold of another call here. Uh, three, two, three, who's this? Hey, uh, Guessman, this is Bobby right now. Hey, Bobby. What's up, buddy? Uh, can, are we still playing about uh, the, the defense? We can talk about anything you want. You, you throw it out. We can talk defense. Defense seems to be a place that you could definitely talk about. All right, uh, I was going to say that, that I agree with uh, your, your take on uh, the, the center backs right now. Right. Um, I, I, like I said, I agree with what you said about uh, Arce and how you put them on par with, with Serge and Shani, but the, but the outside is much, much bigger, I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think, I think we, we have enough players that if, let's say, it doesn't work out, we have enough players to kind of rotate right. um, and try to look for something. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I mean, to make it work. That's the big thing. That's the big thing, Bobby, is the rotation. And there's a huge amount of rotation you can play in there, even if Ashley Cole goes down, which is certainly something uh, that you need to p- plan and prepare for. But Jorgen Schelvik can play left back. So if you have multiple center backs, <laughs> you can plug other guys into center back and move them out to left back. You can also slot Dave Romney into left back. So you can, yeah, play, yeah. You can play musical chairs with that back line almost anybody in any position, and you're not falling off a cliff bad. All right, it's going to be a yeah, downgrade definitely. from the starting lineup, but you're not you're not like a suddenly the worst defense in the league. Yeah. And and this is a better problem to have than last year when when uh, we didn't have pieces, you know. That's that's um, right. Like later on, later on in the season, you know. That's what kind of we pressure Sainciani. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. You, know, you pressure Sainciani, and then problem. then it all goes to to hell in a handbasket. Absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else, Bobby? Uh, I was going to say uh, good stuff with the scars. Uh, I got it uh, like last week, and uh, it's pretty good. I was gonna put it out there that uh, 
you know, if you're, you're, you're helping the show out, uh, Josh isn't skipping out on, on anything for you guys. No, no, these, these are high quality. Thanks, Bobby. I appreciate the call. Super appreciate it. Yeah, um, by the way, I have like two scarves left. That's it, Wendy. They're sl- I love the scarves. I've worn them to the past two preseason games. They're warm and, and last game was freezing. It remember was. that game? It was. It was cold. Oh, I remember. I was wrapped up, I was, but I was cozy and snug as a bug. It was really cozy. Yeah, it was, it was nice. But yeah, I mean, uh, listen, I don't know if I'm going to order any more scarves. I think I probably will, but they're not going to be right away. So you're, if you, I got like two scarves left. If you're listening to this, you should probably order them now and that's it. I'm not lying. Seriously, I have two scarves left. That's it. Um, so we started out with about 75 or 80 of them and they're all gone. Uh, which is amazing. You, that's all you guys. That was that was all thing. But anyway, yeah. I mean, back to Bobby. You can play musical chairs with a lot of things. That's the one thing that you have to give credit for. Siggy Schmidt, Kurt Schmidt. Um, you know anybody else who's involved in that uh, is that they got guys who can play multiple positions. So you're not jammed at any single position. For the most part, you have guys who can play all over the place. Um, yeah, we have more depth, definitely. A, a ton more depth. Now, it doesn't, we, again, it's sort of, uh, and I know people have been complaining, Wendy, about maybe some of the results in preseason, and whenever you look at the amount of minutes that the quote-unquote second team had, um, you're like, you, you look at it and you go, the second team's horrible. You know, they can't play, blah, 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 all this other stuff. And you have to remember that that second team is not supposed to all play together, so don't worry about it when they're not playing that well together. You want one or two guys who are able to play on the senior team. That's sort of what you're supposed to do. All right? Yeah, so now getting back to the new players, uh, Chris Pontius, I, you, I've liked Chris Pontius in the ha- past, and I, but I, can't, I haven't seen enough of him. I mean, there's a few of these guys I just haven't seen enough of, like Shelvick. I don't, I don't know, is that the way you, is that the way you pronounce it? Shel- Shelvick, Shelvick, you got it. That's cool. That's Shelvick, good. okay. Yep. Clementa could, could be good, I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen... I haven't uh, had really strong impressions from same thing with David Bingham, even though I liked him in San Jose, I feel like, Oh, maybe I, I don't know. Like I can't tell. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting to, with David Bingham. Um, I yeah. would, I would say that he's going to be okay. Uh, but I would also say that his preseason performances haven't left me stunned and amazed yeah. by his skills. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, weird, right? As Giassi's artist said, uh, you know, David Bingham didn't blow my mind. Uh, I'm going to blow your mind with my skills is what Giassi's artist <laughs> said whenever he was almost drafted by the by somebody but not he wasn't cuz he was a homegrown player. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's interesting. There's a lot of question marks and you're going to have that. You know, somebody questioned on Twitter one day. They said, "Hey, Siggy said he wanted everybody in before camp. He got everybody in basically before camp started. Everything worked out. So why should we not expect the Galaxy to be ready on day 1 against Portland?" And my response was, um, you replaced half the team. It takes longer than a month and a half, two months to get everybody on the same page. And that's going to play out through the first half of this season. I do not expect the Galaxy to be playing their best soccer the first half of the season. I'm just, I'll, I'll tell you right now. There's going to be some games where they look okay. There's going to be some games where they, I think they look really good because we've seen that in preseason. And I think there are going to be some games where they look horrible. And you're going to sit there and go, wow, this is a lot of 2017. But it's not. It's not 2017. It can't be 2017. This team has way more talent than that 2017 team did. Uh, this team will be better than that. I, I can almost guarantee you it will be better than that. But at the same time, there's going to be growing pains on this, Wendy. And I'm not sure that Galaxy fans have the patience for that. Well, I mean, I hope it doesn't take a full half season for them to gel. That even given the amount of rotations, I mean, obviously everyone's going to want them to click as soon as possible for people to get a good understanding of who's doing what, who should be doing what. 
Um, I hope it doesn't take a half a season. And I don't think the Galaxy fans, by and large, have a lot of patience. I think because of history, the way things have gone in this league, I think LA Galaxy fans, by and large, can be entitled, myself included, um, because we have a view of ourselves, which is that we should be the best. It's not a question of, you know, it's, it's more of like a pejorative, which is that this is something that should be true. We should be the best. And when we're not, it's, um, it's disconcerting because it's like cognitive dissonance. It's a, it's disrupts your sense of self. Right. Yeah. I I can understand that. There's, there is a shockwave. I was talking to a uh, Portland reporter today. Um, and we were talking, he was talking about how, you know, if you go outside of MLS right now, everybody thinks, you know, the galaxy have yeah. sort of lot lo- lo- or, or everybody thinks, you know, it's the LA galaxy. If you're in MLS, yeah, everybody sort of thinks, oh, the galaxy lost it. They're done. There's, there's yeah. no, there's coming. And, and I sit there and go, you know, the one season does not make a slump one. Okay, and two is that really all it to- all it takes is a couple of these guys who Siggy brings in to be really good. And I think that the Galaxy can have a playoff-worthy year. And once you get to the playoffs, anything's possible. So, I, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, if you can get to the playoffs, let's see what happens. Because that's, that's how this Galaxy team, that's how it was in 2009, was get to the playoffs and see what happens, right? And they end up going to, um, you know, to MLS Cup Final. All right, we got another call here. Let me see if I can get another one in. Do-do-do-do-do, hitting all these buttons, doing all these fun things. All right, uh, 424, who's this? Hey, Josh. Good evening. Good evening, Wendy. This is Chris, a.k.a. Hugh on Reddit, um, calling because I have a couple subjects in mind that I wanted to run by you guys. Go ahead, Chris. First of all, my expectations for Kamara this season. Now, Kamara isn't new to MLS. Two seasons now. First season was 16 goals. Second season was 18 goals. So we know what to expect from him. There's a bar and the bar is at 15, 16, 17, 18 goals. Mm-hmm. Right. How are we going to measure Kamara's success this season? What is going to be considered? Okay. What's going to be considered exceptional and what's going to be considered not okay. So I'm going to give you my opinion first, and then maybe you guys can tell me what you guys are going to yep. measure him. Go, at. go ahead, Chris. Not okay would be anything less than double digits. Okay. And even like 10, 12 gold is going to be very underwhelming for me. Okay. Okay is going to be what we've seen him do already. So I'm expecting those 15, 16, 17, 18 goals, which out of this, out of, out of all three, I'm probably thinking that's going to be unlikely as it stands right now. I'm thinking the likely scenario is he's going to maybe get 12 goals. Exceptional would be 18 plus. Right. Which I think is the least likely scenario here. I don't see him getting 20 goals this season as it stands that I may be proven wrong. And I hope that I am. I don't think so. Right. Well, I mean, okay. So here's, here's my take on that here real quick, real quick, Chris, let's try to talk with our words. Um, Is that Ola Kamara if he's involved in the offense, will score his goals. And if the Galaxy are winning and other guys are scoring goals as well, if he contributes to the overall offense, and if it's because they're watching him or game planning for him and they don't take on Geo and Geo ends up scoring 15, 17, 18 goals, 
um, then I still consider him a success, a success. He doesn't have to score goals in order for him to be, you know, the player that the Galaxy wanted. Granted, they they got him to score goals. I, I absolutely 100% agree with that. But if the Galaxy are winning, if the Galaxy are scoring goals, and it's because he's involved in the plays, he's taking things... I honestly think that this Galaxy offense, if you look at the front six, is going to score a ton of goals, Chris. Um, and so if there's a ton of goals, he's going to have to share some of those. So he's maybe not going to be that sole guy like he was in Columbus or a little bit more than he was in Columbus. Uh, he had some other other good players in there with Justin Miram and Iguain. Um, so, so there's players around him, but if he's involved in the offense and the offense is scoring goals, then I'm a happy camper. I think they get their money's worth. And if they don't have to pay, if they win a whole bunch of games and score a whole bunch of goals and they go far and they make a deep run in the playoffs and he's a part of that team, I'm, I'm happy with that. Wendy, what are, what are your thoughts? I, yeah, I disagree I know with Josh. I disagree Sorry. with Josh. I think that if you have a striker, the striker needs to score goals. Um, that's why you hire them. I would say anything less than a dozen would be a disappointment for the season. Between 12 and 16 would be okay. 17 to 20 would be excellent. There you go. So so a lot, a lot of lines with you, you Chris. All right, go, go ahead, Chris. Follow up. Okay, so uh, that's good. That's Pretty much, I think we're all on the same page. We know what to expect. We've seen his last two seasons. That's the bar. Um, now, as far as I'm going to switch up the subject just a little bit, all right? Because I know that you know eventually we're going to go into the World Cup, and you know we're going to have some international duty, maybe some injuries. I'm going to propose this lineup, play around with it a little bit, but. Kamara up top as a striker. Right below him, we have Leggett mm-hmm. as an attacking midfielder. Now, I know we haven't seen that when we maybe saw it twice, three times before under Bruce. I think he played him there like three times. But that's a position that Leggett was being trained for, and he was being you know brought up at West Ham to play as a center attacking mid. Now, I'd like to see him do that. You know, in the case of, you know, Gio getting injured or Gio leaving on international duty, I'd like to see Pontius on the left wing, mm-hmm. Alessandrini on the right wing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that all makes sense. That all makes sense to me, Chris. I'm going to I'm going to let you go here because I have to uh, get into my interview as well. Thanks for the call. I mean, that that type of stuff makes sense to me, Wendy, whenever you look at how where Sebastian Legette, we were just talking about how he's sort of the Swiss army knife uh, where he can yes. play on the left. He can play in the center. He can play up top. I imagine that Siggy's going to use him all over the place whenever he's healthy and that him coming off the bench for these first couple of weeks is just sort of him getting up to speed, getting used to being back in the game and all those things. And then once that happens it, it's game on for him i mean i want legit playing 90 more than anything i can tell you and i will give you right now starting 11 when the dos santos brothers go on international duty from left to right starting at the top Boateng, kamara alessandrini kitchen legit carrasco cole shelvick stairs felcher yeah I, I, you know, you said it fast, but I agree. I'm, I'm sure I agree with you. There's, there's, there's the thing is that you can have so many different lineups with these particular players. It's not like last year. You can certainly guess the starting lineup this year in terms of there are a set of 11 players who are probably the best, quote unquote, the best, and they're going to start. That's fine. It's easy to determine. That's good. But coming off the bench and the ability to, if a defender gets hurt or if a midfielder gets hurt or if you're, somebody gets tired, there's endless possibilities here. And even making the 18 on this team 
is going to be difficult with Siggy Schmidt. So I think I think it's great. There's tons of competition. Servando Carrasco was talking about how his job, you know, he knows he's not starting. Um, and Servando Carrasco says it's his job to train hard and to make sure that those 11 other guys are prepared. And those are the kind of guys that were missing last year, in my opinion. And, oh, yeah. and it's huge what they're doing. All right, I'm going to go ahead and take a break here. I want to take a break, Wendy, because I want to get to the interview with Perry Kitchen. Yes. And we're going to run out of time here because I have to stop right at 8 p.m. I have to okay. go somewhere. So uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Like I said, um, let's see. Let's hit that button. That works. All right, we're going to take a quick break. Whenever we get back, uh, I'm going to be talking or you're going to be hearing the interview I did with Perry Kitchen on Tuesday. So we hope you enjoy that. And then Wendy and I will be back to, of course, preview the Portland game. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh Gessman here with you uh, once again. Uh, just days before the Galaxy kickoff the 2018 season, we're very fortunate to be joined by one of the new faces on this year's team. He's made more than 158 appearances in Major League Soccer. He spent time with DC United in the States, Hearts in Scotland, and recently joined the club from Randers FC in Denmark. Please welcome to the show for the very first time, LA Galaxy midfielder Perry Kitchen. Perry, thanks for stopping by. We appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. I know it's a, it's a busy time for you. Uh, just a couple days before the Galaxy kick off the 2018 season against the Portland Timbers on Sunday, March 4th. But I have to ask, uh, you, you came a long way to get to Southern California. So uh, how are you settling in so far? Yeah, I have. Uh, settling in uh, very nicely, actually. Um, on the field's been great. Preseason's uh, gone very well, I'd say. And off the field, yeah, just finding a place here in Southern California and just getting situated and getting our surroundings. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's been good so far. As I mentioned in your intro, you spent time in Scotland and in Denmark. Um, how much do they know about major league soccer overseas? They know a very good amount. Every, you know, all my teammates are always asking me questions about the league. Uh, it's actually, uh, it was showing when I was in Scotland and they also showed a few games on TV in Denmark as well. So, uh, it's definitely growing there, and there's a lot of interest in it. Did you did you follow? It sounds like you followed the MLS while you were there. Was that was that a source of uh, interest for for other players in terms of hey, do you get to watch games when you're in Scotland? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I, you know, sometimes the, with the time change, it was a bit difficult, but yeah, I, w- I would always usually catch probably one game a week. Uh, do you do you miss playing in in Europe at all so far? I know it's only been a short, you know, maybe a month, month and a half since you since you came over to the LA Galaxy. But is there already something that that you miss about playing over in in Denmark or in Scotland? I don't think so. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the season starting here this weekend. Um, it was a great experience over there in Europe, but uh, I, I'm very confident that I made the right decision, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back and playing here in Major League Soccer. So, so let's talk about how you first heard that the LA Galaxy were interested in you. You're in, you're in Denmark. Who was the first person to contact you to tell you that uh, perhaps the LA Galaxy might be interested in bringing you in for 2018? It was actually my agent. 
Um, and I was trying to give you a time frame here. I want to say it was around October, November, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, he just mentioned it. I, you know, had known nothing about it until then. Right. And, um, you know, it was, it was just interest more than anything, you know, that kind of stuff always kind of circulates and you never know if anything will actually uh, come from it. But that, um, yeah, that came about. And then shortly after that, um, I realized it was serious. Ziggy and, uh, Yovan came out to a game, um, they watched me. I, I talked to them briefly and it just kind of heated up from there. I still, you know, I knew they were interested. However, there's still a lot of hurdles to get through in terms of uh, rights being traded, uh, transfer fee, uh, personal terms, and stuff like that. So, I knew it was uh, quite a bit away, um, a ways to go. Um, but yeah, we were able to get it over the line, and yeah, I'm very excited. You talk about all the different mechanisms that sort of have to take place, especially in Major League Soccer with uh, DC United holding your rights and the Galaxy after trading for that. I mean, when you're looking at that from the player's perspective, are you thinking, you know, any single one of these things is a hurdle I sort of have to clear? So there's no point in sort of either getting excited or thinking that it's going to be completed until you get through to the very end? Definitely, yeah. With these things, you never know. Um, you know, what could happen? There's, a, again, a lot of things that have to, not just with Major League Soccer, but just with any sort of new, there's a lot of things that have to be cleared and um, hurdles you have to cross. So you, you never know until the, the contract's signed. All right, so even as a player who just joined the club, is there a sense with everything that went on through the preseason that you and, and the entire team is trying to correct, you know, sort of the folly that happened last year or the catastrophe uh, that happened last year in, in terms of how the Galaxy finished? Yes, definitely. I mean, there's um, you know, no, it's no secret that last season uh, was definitely not up to the standard that this club uh, is used to. Um, and I think, you know, there's again a lot of new faces. Um, but yeah, we've, we've, you know, even though some of the new guys, all the new guys weren't a part of it, um, there's still, you know, a reminder that, hey, every, every session has to be sharp. Every time we get on the field, we have to um, do the best we can do so we don't um, you know, get anywhere near what happened last year. And I think um, we've definitely had that mentality. Uh, the guys that are still here from last year definitely have that mentality. So uh, I wouldn't um, expect to see that again. Is it weird coming into a locker room that had such high turnover? I mean, you're talking about, I think, 12 players for the Galaxy uh, that have been turned over year over year. It, it seems like, and in a lot of key positions, I might say, um, you know, is that a different feeling? Most of the time you see maybe one or two players or three or four players, but having 12 players, I mean, a, a large portion of the roster being brand new faces or brand new to the club, is, is that a different experience or is it pretty much the same? Um, I mean, it's definitely a lot of changes. I've experienced it uh, once before uh, in Scotland. Um, again, that was more of a, a coaching change than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so, that, you know, he was bringing his own players, but um, the team was in good form. Um, but with this, I mean, like you said, there were, um, the last season was not, not good uh, for this club. So, um, you know, changes uh, were apparent uh, in the front office's mind and obviously in the coaching staff's mind. So, um, I don't think it's anything uh, abnormal. What What is the character for this team? I know it's been a uh, a, a very quick preseason. We're trying to work in all the new faces, yourself included. Uh, just trying to get a feel and a sense for the the team and your teammates. Um, you know what what sort of character do you think this Galaxy team has, or or what sort of the personality that this particular Galaxy team has, in, in your opinion? In my opinion, I would say we're a team that. Um, you know, when we're not on the ball, we're going to be a team that's very hard to play against. Um, not just a team of, uh, you know, creative players, guys that are going to roll up their sleeves and dig in. 
and then when we're on the ball, um, hopefully, um, you know, we're creating sequences, we're creating chances, um, we're suffocating teams without pressure, and we're kind of the team on the front foot, and that's what we want to be, and that's what we're, that's what we're aiming for. Do you feel like you've had enough time in preseason? Does the entire team feel like they had enough time, or would you like maybe another couple weeks to sort of really get things uh, gelled? No, not at all. Uh, I think uh, coming from Europe, the preseason is there only about three to four weeks, so uh, this feels plenty long for me. And I think uh, the guys in the locker and everyone's just very excited to get going. Uh, we feel like we've put in all the work necessary to you know, get the season going in terms of fitness and just uh, match sharpness. So, so I heard you say that as a team, you think that you're going to be you're going to be very difficult to play against when you don't have the ball. I would say that it probably translates to what I've seen from you so far here in the preseason. So, what's your specific skill set that you bring to this LA Galaxy team? <laughs> well, I don't like to talk about myself too much, but um, you know the good characteristics of someone in my position, uh, someone that is obviously organizing, um, you know, at all times, somebody who's you know clean on the ball, keeps the ball moving somebody who um, you know, can seal off plays and uh, keep the ball in the attacking half, uh, especially when we're in the attack, just sealing off uh, with the center backs to make sure we win the ball back right away. Um, yeah, and someone that can just uh, get the ball and, and find the creative players um, in Gio and Roman, um, you know, the guys higher up the field. So, uh, yeah, those are just a few things that, you know, if I do and I do well, uh, I'll be satisfied. You know, you look at the Galaxy, and I would say uh, uh, myself and most of the pundits who look at this team say you're you're incredibly deep at midfield. Was there any hesitance from you to even come into a team that has, I, I don't know, at some point I think a million midfielders uh, in, in on this <laughs> roster? No, not at all. Again, that's, um, you know, if a team's bringing you in, um, you know, usually there's a reason for that. So I was confident in you know, the conversations I had with Ziggy and the other coaches as well. Um, but again, you always, as a player, you have to earn your position, um, earn, you know, a starting 11 spot every, every week. So, um, I'm, I'm always up for a challenge. Um, and again, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of talent on the squad. Um, and, you know, guys can kind of change in and out, um, you know, pretty much anywhere over the field. So, um, for me, it's, it's a good challenge. And I think the depth of the team is one of our great strengths. Yeah, you're, you're, you're just 25 years old. Uh, you are also one of the veterans on this team, and it's interesting when you look back at the season last year, I think the Galaxy would say that they, they lack some veteran leadership. Um, even at 25, like I said, you are a veteran. Does that feel weird to you in your mind that, that realistically when I look at this team, you, you should be one of the on-the-field leaders? Yeah, it definitely feels weird. Um, yeah, I mean, it just seems like yesterday I was uh, you know starting professional soccer for the first time, so... Yeah, in my eighth season now, um, it's yeah, it's definitely something that I have to bring. Uh, I definitely have to, to step up for this team and um, do what I can. All right, so uh, my final question here is, and it's twofold, so, um, so think about it carefully. For you personally, what are your goals in 2018, and, and what are some realistic goals for this 2018 LA Galaxy team? I'll start with me personally. For me personally, um, going into preseason, it was just to, to get a starting job. Um, to maintain a starting job throughout the season uh, and kind of just get, um, you know, get used to being in MLS again, get used to, you know, being in a new city, uh, being with a new squad. So, you know, for me, if I can maintain a starting spot uh, throughout the year, then, then I'll, I'll be happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, for the team collectively, I would say, you know, definitely playoffs has to be one of our goals. And then 
you know, I think every team needs to to want to achieve or to want to lift trophies. And I think, um, well, I know that's one of our goals as well, to lift trophies, to get this club back to the place it needs to be. And if we do that, I would say it's, it's a very good year. Yeah, it sounds like it. Well, Perry, we want to thank you for uh, coming on. I know you're very busy. Like I said, just a couple days here away from the start of the uh, 2018 season. We wish you all the best, and, and thank you once again for stopping by. Yeah, thank you very much. It was a pleasure. All right, there he goes, Mr. Perry Kitchen from the LA Galaxy. Don't go anywhere. Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back with a ton more show. Recording from COG Studios and not their mom's basement, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy, cornerofthegalaxy.com. Josh and Wendy back with you. A, uh, I, I don't know. I thought it was at least a, a fun and interesting uh, discussion there with Perry Kitchen. Uh, glad that he could come on the show. Thank you to Perry and thank you to, uh, to the LA Galaxy. And Wendy, I must say that I'm actually pretty proud of myself right now because I didn't make any Perry the Platypus jokes from Phineas Aww. and Ferb. So I'm, I'm, I, I kept it, you know, professional on this one. Yeah. Perry kitchen. I think it's going to be really interesting to see who is the starting midfield, you know, this season. I mean, not just when the DeSantis brothers go on vacation, but theoretically (laughs) almost every position has someone who is vying for it. It is. There's depth everywhere. There's competition everywhere. Siggy has said as much. So, I mean, that's a positive in most cases. I would say that it can be a negative if it's constantly changing because, you know, somebody keeps outperforming somebody else in training. There has to be some consistency there. You would like to see some consistency. I don't think that's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, it has to be good. that There's competition in training. Um, you know, and, and I don't care what anybody says, you know, preseason and training is not the same as game intensity, uh, in, in terms of a game that counts. And so you're starting to see now this Sunday will actually be, you know, the game that counts. It will, you'll start to see that intensity and that will actually happen. So I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to seeing a game that counts Wendy. So that way you can be either, you know, pleased or displeased with the outcome of the game, because in preseason, you can't be displeased with the outcome of a game. It doesn't matter because it's preseason. But, yes. But Sunday. Yes. Sunday counts. Sunday matters. We can officially start to care and to build our grudges and to have our favorites and to have our secret uh, crushes, if you're me. If you're not, that's cool. But... (laughs) We, I, I know who my, I mean, I, the players that I love, who I always am excited to see are the players who give a hundred percent effort all of the time, especially when things go south and your back is against the wall. So Emma Boateng, little Emma Boateng, who is not the most talented player on this team, probably not even one of the more talented players on this team. He has somehow weaseled his way into the starting 11 of the LA Galaxy by virtue of the fact that his work ethic is phenomenal. And the same, I mean, Ashley Cole, you know, is going to give you a thousand percent. Allison Drini, same thing. Legit, same thing. Kitchen, same thing. Boateng, same thing. So you know you have some players who are going to be pushing, pushing, pushing the whole way. And I want to know who else in this LA Galaxy team is going to 
you know, sign on to that attitude and be the players who are going to push as hard as they can every single game starting on Sunday. Yeah, it's going to be, again, you're right. Let's see what kind of effort that you get from this team on a consistent basis. That is, that's going to be very interesting and very revealing. And, you know, the, the predictions for where this LA Galaxy team could be are all across the board. I mean, you look at power rankings and everywhere. You know, ESPN has the LA Galaxy right now 19th in power rankings. Of course they do. Galaxy haven't proven anything. They're better than last year. That's all they've proven right now is that they're probably going to be better than last year. So that's it. That's that's all they have. So again, all over the place. I want to get to some LA Galaxy news before we mm-hmm. do our Portland preview because uh, it's always fun previewing a team you haven't seen play who doesn't have a starting lineup that you know um, and any of those other fun, fun things. But Ola Kamara, as we were talking about on Monday, was headed to Norway to get his green card. We didn't know whether or not he would acquire said green card on his way back. Apparently, he has acquired said green card. The LA Galaxy are now roster compliant with international slots. So um, they have eight internationals. Ola Kamara is not one of them. He has a green card. Congratulations, Mr. Ola Kamara. Yay. Yay. There you go. Yay. Immigration law. Yay. Um, all right. Another update and news is Justin Vomstieg, who you may have seen uh, practicing with the senior team. He is the LA Galaxy 2 goalkeeper who played uh, the last year with LA Galaxy 2, did a very nice job down there. Uh, Justin Vomstieg has signed with the senior team, the LA Galaxy. This is the appropriate signing in my in my uh, you know opinion, and it goes to the fact that the LA Galaxy have a number one in David Bingham. We all know that. You have Brian Silvestri and, and Justin Vomstieg are going to push to see who gets that number two. Justin Vomstieg, Brian Silvestri can still get LA Galaxy two minutes while they're at it. So there's no worry here. The, the, the pecking order seems to be set with that right now, Wendy, in terms of, you know, Bingham, Silvestri, Vomstieg. But that doesn't mean that that doesn't shift those two on the back, but with Vomstieg and Silvestri swapping back and forth. Good signing, I think. Um, they needed a third goalkeeper. It was one of those that you had. You, you need to have three goalkeepers on a roster. Uh, there's no requirement to do so. It's just you, you need to have three goalkeepers. Um, you always need to have somebody on the bench if somebody's injured. So uh, that's a good signing for them there. So I, I know you don't know a lot about him. I've seen yeah, him play. Yeah, I mean, I, I have so little information to go on that I couldn't even offer an opinion as to Brian Sylvester or the guy we signed Va- like yesterday. Vom Stieg. Bomb Stieg. <laughs> a lot of names that I really can't pronounce this year. You're gonna you're gonna be having to do some homework. I can tell already. Um, that's fine. Uh, this is again all all good stuff. That's that's how it goes. Uh, there are now 25 players on the LA Galaxy official roster. If you actually pay attention to where all those are, we added Hilliard Arce and Justin Bomb Stieg. That was 24 and 25. There are five more slots available to be filled. I feel like, and I want to correct something. I think that we uh, we've been saying wrong on the podcast. Cordell Cato, who has been a trial list with the LA Galaxy played a lot of right back um, in the preseason Cordell Cato does not take up an international slot I believe he's from uh, Trinidad and Tobago uh, TNT uh, but he got his green card a couple years ago Um, so he would not take up an international slot so I anticipate that the LA Galaxy will sign him it makes the most sense as long as they can agree to terms Wendy on how much he's going to get paid and right now he's without a team Um, so I would imagine that you could probably name your price in order to bring him in uh, but he is he is good right back depth, and in my opinion, in this preseason, he's played better than Felcher at right back. Um, yeah, so, so and, and also be. I want to know how much we have left under the cap. Like, how you, much money do we have to play with? Because no. if we only have two hundred grand, then basically you know you're bringing in three completely, you know, 
bottom of the rung players, players who are 19, 20 years old, just looking to get into MLS. But if we have more money to play with, maybe we'll get someone, you know, maybe someone from Europe, someone from Central America. I don't know. I can tell you that you will never, ever in the history of Major League Soccer, maybe by the time you're dead, maybe not, ever know what the LA Galaxy or any other team is compared to the salary cap. You are never going to know that number. It is not going to happen. That is the trade secret. They're never going to tell you, and it's going to be magic money. They could have room, Wendy. They could have no room. I have no idea. Um, we won't have any idea until they release player salaries, and that doesn't even tell the whole story. So it's 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 definitely one of those things that's uh, that's that's sort of interesting. But I think Cordell Cato is going to make this team. That's my that's my feeling right now. I don't have any inside information on that. It's just my feeling. So I think that would be a good signing there, and he could push Felcher for that starting spot on the right back side. So. Having said all that, let's go quickly to the LA Galaxy versus the Portland Timbers Wendy. Sunday, March 4th, 2018, 7 p.m. Pacific time. Kickoff time at StubHub Center, uh, broadcast on Fox Sports 1. Uh, this is this is an interesting matchup. One, because uh, the LA Galaxy are unproven. Uh, two, because Portland has a new coach. Uh, you know, uh, Gio uh, Savarisi, who used to coach the uh, New York Cosmos, is now taking over, and he has not really gifted or told anybody, Wendy, what his starting lineup is going to be. But we can guess. We can make some guesses here. But first of all, just on the face of it, Wendy, do you feel confident the LA Galaxy are in a position to be competitive against the Portland Timbers? Well, the, the phrase competitive, the word competitive, suggests that the fans will see a competitive game, meaning that it won't be a blowout. So I think that the Galaxy will be competitive. Yes, I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. I mean, whether the Galaxy will win, because I don't know anything about what Portland has done right. in the offseason. I honestly don't know whether their moves have been good or bad. Portland, uh, last year, the past few years, Portland's been a pretty good team. Portland has some players, has historically had some players who are pretty good. And the, uh, the Galaxy played, when the Galaxy played Portland last year, they lost right. badly. Yep. And so, Both uh, times. Yeah, so I think that it'll be a competitive game, but that just means that it won't be a blowout. So I have no idea... No idea. I'm not, I would not even hazard to guess what the score will be. Somebody in the chat room, by the way, was asking where my epic music is. So I'll throw the epic music in for this next part as I discuss oh lineups for the LA Galaxy and the Portland Timbers okay. playing on Sunday, March 4th, 7 p.m. at StubHub Center. Uh, looking at the starting lineup for the LA Galaxy, let's start in the back with goalkeeper David Bingham. That's a lock. That's not going anywhere. You have Ashley Cole on the left-hand side, Jorgen Schjelvik in the center, probably Michael Ciani over Daniel Stairs at that other center back role and Rolf Felcher out there on the right hand side. Perry Kitchen will play the defensive midfielder role beside him or possibly just in front of him. Should be Jonathan Dos Santos, but injury concerns are still there. We have not heard about whether or not Jonathan Dos Santos is training again this week. We should find out more information on Friday and Saturday. I should be at training on Friday and Saturday, so we should be able to find that out. Manuel Boateng on the left wing, Roman Alessandrini on the right wing, Giovanni Dos Santos playing underneath Ola Kamara. That should be your starting lineup for the LA Galaxy. Now, let's go over to the Portland Timbers, and I was talked to some people today to figure out who is going to be playing. 
Uh, Gleason will be starting in goal mostly because uh, Antonella looks like he's 100% out. He will not play. So you're getting the second string goalkeeper that's going to be starting there, but uh, still a very good goalkeeper in, in Jake Gleason. Uh, you have Michael Farfan, Liam Ridgewell, uh, Mabiala, and Powell in the back line. Olam Guzman in that deep in that defensive midfielder side. Blanco Valeri Aspria in that offensive midfield side. And then, of course, number nine, the big tall guy, Fernando Adi. Uh, who has caused the LA Galaxy many headaches over the time. Wendy, I was talking with somebody, and we were discussing the LA Galaxy and how it goes against sort of this Portland Timbers team. And here's the thing with Portland is, they do have a lot of speed. They are a quick, fast team. They can really stretch people. And do the LA Galaxy have the quickness and the pace to be able to match Portland in this game? My concern is that we have no one to deal with Audi. I don't... Of our center backs? Siani's I, got a big enough body on him, at least. There's a physical matchup there. Now, whether or not there's a skill matchup is, a, is another question, right? I think Adi was treacherous last year. He brutalized our back line. And he is huge. And, I mean, he was... Essentially, Jell Van Dam and him were physical proxies for one another. They were essentially the same physical dimensions. And he was... Huge and terrifying. And I'm just thinking, Stairs is big, Siani is big, but in terms of dealing with him, I am concerned. I wonder if we have anyone to counteract that threat. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is, but guess what? We will actually get to find out again on Sunday, March 4th, 7 p.m., Stub Up Center. I hope we see everybody else out there. Wendy, uh, thanks for stopping by again. I know it's been a long time, but it won't be so long until you come back this next time. So, uh, So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. It was uh, it was always a pleasure. Why don't you tell people where they can find you, Wendy? You can find me at cornerofthegalaxy.com and American Soccer Now and on Twitter at Bards Blunt. And of course, if you're looking for me on Twitter, it's at Jay Guessman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N and at Galaxy Podcast on Twitter. Uh, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. If you can grab any of the remaining scarves, go for it. Absolutely go for it. Have fun. There's like there's like none left, though, so good luck with that. Um, but yeah, try, try, see if we can get them and I will do my best to order some more here. All right. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think cornerofthegalaxy.com. You go to SoundCloud, iTunes, give us a rating if you get a chance. Uh, but of course I hope to see everybody out there on Sunday. I'll bring stickers. I'll see you at halftime. Just hit me up on Twitter and I will tell you where I will be. All right. For Miss Wendy Thomas, I'm Josh Gessman. You've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. The season starts now. Everyone have a great one. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.